I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to H2O. I want to welcome all of our new Raiders, our returning Raiders. Give it up for our Raiders. this year and we just want to welcome you to a new year here at Rice State. We also want to welcome all of our guests that are here today. We have some campus ministries that are here today. We want to welcome you as well. And uh, my name is Joshua Ortega. I'm one of the pastors here at H2O. And I also want to welcome back our church Ohana, our family that's gathering together today. So we love you guys. We're so thankful. You are loved and you're here on for a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. He's guiding you to leave a legacy, and we're blessed to have you here and be a part of that. As I mentioned a minute ago, we have some fellow campus ministries here, and uh, I want to honor our campus ministry. So we have Raiders for Christ, which these are, uh, this is a plethora of ministries here at Wright State University, and I'm so thankful for all of these guys. We, we do our best to love and honor each other. We're, you, there's some unique differences for sure, but we press in past those differences and we all really want to, these ministries are really wanting to see the kingdom of God expanded. We have today with us here, Kai Alpha, Andy's the lead. Anybody from Kai Alpha, stand up please. Campus, I love Kyle. You guys, when we first came to Wright State, this was my first connection, and they were so welcoming and loving to us. In fact, now Andy's my neighbor, like right around the corner. <laughs> it's fantastic, and so we just thank God for all the work that they put out. There's crew on campus. There's IFI athletes in action. Uh, there's some amazing campus ministries that are pouring out their hearts to connect with you guys, to see your walk with God flourish. And so we're just thankful for that. Um, while these ministries are unique, like I said, we do pray for each other. Jesus said that you'll be known to be my people by the way you love one another. And I just love linking arms with these guys because if we're gonna see a movement, I really believe there's gonna be a movement in your generation that's like no other. We've gotta come, we can't pretend to be you know, like competing against each other. We can't pretend that this is, I've even heard of competition, but that's not the case. These are our brothers and sisters, and we champion them. So here's the thing. I, for all of you that are new here to Wright State, you're like, where do I go? Who do I hang out with? What ministry do I get involved with? You're so stoked. Like, it's your first year, right? Well, I want you to be sensitive to where God is leading and guiding you, and all of a sudden you're gonna start running into, like maybe your first couple weeks you're gonna be running into everybody, but it's gonna start getting really noticeable that like, man, I keep on running into Chi Alpha, or I keep on running into H2O, or crew, wherever that may be, and that's the Holy Spirit highlighting this path for you to take. Maybe that's the community that he really wants you to go all in with. Whatever one it is, it's a win in the kingdom. I can tell you, I can vouch, Kyle, man, they've got some amazing spring breaks, trips, their winter break, all that stuff, fantastic. So if you're going to get involved with a group, I say get involved. You will have an incredible college experience, make lifelong friends, and your walk with God will be incredible. And we're going to talk about that today, but your walk with God will be a powerhouse the rest of your life when you hang out with brothers and sisters like this. So we're just so thankful for them. Um, 
So let's not prolong the inevitable. If you have time, go talk to these campus ministries when, when you get a chance, especially Chi Alpha, mingle that way. You get to know them. Definitely H2O, brothers and sisters, and uh, see where God's leading you. So let's kick this moment off with some prayer. We need lots of prayer. I need prayer. God, I thank you for all of our first-time guests here. I thank you for our church family from out-of-town family visiting. Um, we're so thankful to be a church that has the opportunity to gather here on campus today to worship you, to be encouraged and strengthened together as one and in, uh, as one in and with you, God. We ask that you would pour out your love on us, God, that you would guide us with your truth, and that you would empower us, Holy Spirit, for the week. We ask that for H2O, AIA, IFI, Crew, Chi Alpha, Christians on Campus, Rock Campus Fellowship, CMC, Ratio Christi, and all the Bible studies that are taking place on this campus starting off this week, God. We ask that for our co-church plant in OU, Athens, God, our, Ohio, our H2O, Athens. This is their second year on the campus. We just pray for them and all of our other H2O churches. We pray for our churches here in Dayton and throughout the world that you would use us to bring revival to see your kingdom come, your dream come true. God, we also want to lift up a special prayer for our persecuted brothers and sisters all over the world today. Comfort and strengthen them as they share and live out the gospel because you're worthy. Thank you, God, that we are one church pressing in together. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen. amen. So today, I, I was like praying and wrestling, going back and forth, and so the message that I was going to do, I just pushed back the next week, hallelujah, and uh, God really just wanted to highlight a message for the courageous this morning. So I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to read half of this. Uh, I, I think I wanted to read all of it, but for the time's sake, like, if you don't want to read the rest of it when you go home tonight... <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then you didn't really read it the first part, hallelujah, this morning. So, let's have ears to hear. Hebrews 11, starting off with chapter 1, and uh, we're going to end on 18. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what was seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commanded as one, commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about the things yet not, not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he commended or condemned the world and became heir of righteousness. That is keeping with the faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. That sounds like some of you today. <laughs> 
Even though he did not know where he was going, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who passed, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Mm. And so, from this one man, and as he... And he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would not, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be, will be what? Reckon. There we go. These are some faith heroes. There's just a couple of them. The rest of the chapter goes on. Like I said, I just put the paper down over there. I was like, this is going to be too long for today. But there is a pattern that we're seeing here. We're seeing men and women put their faith in God. And we see that this faith is defined in a certain way. This is a CR message, a circuit writer message that I've heard, and it's been kind of tailored just for you today. And I think it's one appropriate for today, for you, for the courageous. When you hear of these Hall of Fame heroes of faith kick off their journey, what do you think of? Not even finishing the chapter, we would define these men and women as courageous. Wouldn't you? Like, I mean, think about it. Abraham and just stepping out. I mean, your family was everything back in the day. It was your protection. It was your livelihood. It was everything. And yet he stepped out and trusted God for his future. Isn't that strange? In fact, he's, he trusted God for a city that wasn't yet built. He stayed a nomad. Like, I'm going to just continue pressing in and trusting God. Until time unfolds what was promised to me. Because the one who promises it was faithful. You see, a lot of people would say, wow, that's courageous. But what about Noah? Courageous. He built a city. He built, I mean, not a city. He built an ark. And this ark was built for a while. I mean, it took him a long time to build this ark. And people so started mocking him. I don't know if a lot of people called him courageous back in the day. Some would say he was preposterous. Some would say it was a little crazy. I bet you Abraham may have had a couple family members that said, you're crazy for leaving the family. You're the next in line to leave, if, and he was. And yet he embarked on a faith journey to have his whole life defined, not by anything other than God. Courageous or crazy? So let's reflect on these stories on your own time. But I want you to consider 
right now these terms, brave or preposterous? This is a weird question to ask at the beginning of the year, but again, I think it's appropriate. When was the last time you did something preposterous for Jesus? When was the last time you looked like a fool for Jesus? Was it this week? Was it this morning? Was it this month? This summer? Ah, you might have a story this summer. Went all out for Jesus. Was it ever that you just did something crazy for Jesus? Basically, self-reflect as you hear these definitions. Let's talk about bravery. The definition of bravery, courageous behavior or character. The definition of courage, the ability to do something that frightens you. Strength in the face of pain, grief, or impossible odds. Let's look at the definition of preposterous. Contrary to reason or common sense. Utterly absurd or ridiculous. Foolish, ludicrous, laughable, unreasonable, illogical. I think I could hear both or all these terms being used for all these faith heroes by somebody. What do you say? You see, I share these with you this morning because I see young men and women taking giant steps into the unknown with courage, nerve, and daring as you start your first year, as you continue your education, as you continue this journey called life. And I think that as you have taken these first steps already, you're already aware that it cannot be done on your own. I believe you want much more than a profession from your time here at Wright State and out of life. These first steps in this season of your life are about much more than a degree. You can't let this campus, let this culture, let someone else define success for you. Because people are always ready and quick to tell you what you need, what you should do, and where you should go. And if you don't conform to the world, they have and will think you preposterous. I just want to let you know, they will think you're crazy. There was a woman in the Bible who took life savings in an alabaster jar of perfume, oil perfume, and she dumped it all on Jesus' feet. Life savings. There it goes. It's kind of sad because even one of the disciples thought it was preposterous. Someone in Jesus' own circle but Jesus honored her for eternity. She's in, her story's written in the Bible. Hmm. Success, what does it look like? God doesn't want to force you to do anything. There's God. He invites you to trust him. He desires more for you and wants you to have confidence in moving forward with him, but it's your choice. Yes, choices have consequences, but the Bible says, For God so loved the whole world that He gave His only begotten Son, that who, should, that who would ever believe in Him, who should ever believe in Him, should not perish but have everlasting life. This is love for everyone. The truth is not everyone would accept that love, but the reality is He loved everyone, whether they would follow Him or not. 
He gave them a choice. It is your choice to trust God or do it your way. God will always let you choose. Do I want the success that God offers or, or the, what the world offers? And after traveling the world, I've been on almost every continent, befriending people of all kinds of faiths, watching and listening to end-of-life testimonies of friends and successful people here on earth, what the world, what the world uh, defines as successful, it's funny because somehow all these people were uncertain, alone, empty, and left wanting at the end of their life. But the world deems it successful? That's really strange, isn't it? How are you going to define success? The only one I see successful in these stories is our spiritual enemy, Satan. And there is a spiritual enemy. And he's come to steal, kill, and destroy peace, joy, real satisfaction, purpose, your eternal life. I have never seen a path outside of trusting Jesus that leads to that peace, joy, hope, real satisfaction. An answer that makes sense of the hot mess that we're in and confidence into eternity as being saved by Jesus Christ. Never. And I will, I'll talk to anybody afterwards. I love talking. Hey, it's great. I've talked, challenged, been challenged, everything like that. And I would love to share what I've found. I'm not here to prove anyone wrong. I just want someone to hear and listen. When you trust God, everything you learn along the way is a golden nugget for your relationships, your job, your future, your identity, and your purpose. And when you put your trust in God, your confidence is no longer in who you are, but who God is. It's so funny. I remember my first year to college way back in the day. Uh, what was it? 96? 90, yeah, 96. Uh, 97? No, it's one of those years. I don't know. That's not, I'm too old to remember. <laughs> first year in college. And I remember getting ready, and there was this excitement. Maybe you guys can connect with this. There was this excitement, and I'm packing my bags. I was kind of stoked to get out of my house, all this stuff. And, uh, but there was one night where I'm just like reflecting on things, looking at my class, all that stuff. This was way before the internet was as effective as it is today, probably. But I'm, I'm reviewing everything, doing my best to check off lists and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, my heart, like I had this anxiety attack. I was like, where did this come from? I couldn't breathe. I'm like, breathing out of a bag, all this stuff. I'm like, I mean, it was like, mercy, what is going on? It was this reality that I started to have, like, holy smokes, can I, can, can this be done? You see, I, I, I have this wisdom, or maybe street smarts, call it whatever you want, but I like to watch people, and I just didn't see anybody taking a path that I could do better, and it was turning out better except for some men and some women that were really trusting in God. I had to make a choice. God, either you're going to be able to do this because if I set out and do this on my own, I'm going to totally fail. And it was at that moment I crossed the line of courage and said, you know, Lord, whatever I do next, I've got to make you priority. I've got to make you priority when I go to college. I've got to make sure I find a church. I've got to make sure I get connected in the community. I need you to help me through this. And man, it kicked off my walk with God like nothing else. It changed my life. If you choose God, you have taken a leap. It is a fearless confidence 
And it's fearless confidence that he's the only appropriate disposition for one who has God as a travel companion. You see, faith is not for the faint of heart. It is for the one who desperately desires for change. Desperately desires to be rescued from the hurtful, lonely, painful reality that my rebellion, our rebellion against God has shaped in our own life and life as a whole here on earth. Your revelation of how much God loves you, and I really believe a lot of you in here know God's love, but do you know how much you need God? Because it's when you combine these two that it will turn into a courageous journey that has the potential to change the world. When you step aside and let God move through your life, it's more than a dream come true. It's dreams that you couldn't even imagine. Each one of you have taken this adventurous step forward to pioneer a future. And I believe that you're here today putting God first, seeking to trust Him for your future, and strengthen that relationship with Jesus as your Lord, as your trusted confidant, one who cares for you, loves you, comforts you, encourages you, guides you, and champions you, forgives you, shows you grace and mercy to make mistakes, taking our mistakes and miraculously turning them daily into a life-changing good every time. That's Jesus. Can I get a, somebody to say, Jesus? Jesus. 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 Yes, this is Jesus. I'm not afraid to make a mistake because of Jesus. I'm not afraid to step in the unknown because of Jesus. I'm not afraid to pursue tomorrow because of Jesus. I'm not afraid of pain. I'm not afraid of any experience because he's been faithful like the song we sang earlier every time. I was just weeping over worship because he is faithful. The only way to walk in fearless confidence, I'm telling you, is to realize how much you need God. It will define how you spend time with God. And when you spend time with God and realize who you're not, you're going to encounter this incredible love. Jesus said a little something like this, those who are forgiven of much, love much. Love wins the day, you guys. I want to experience authentic love every day, but not just experience it, I want to give it. It changes everything. Everything. Your faith in knowing who God is and His love for you will fully act, be fully activated when we humbly say, here am I, I am yours. I'm writing a blank check called life, and it's yours, God. You don't ask for much, you just ask for everything. And in return, we get life and life more abundant. I've never seen someone not trust in God and not experience life and life more abundant. Most of the times when I have a brother or sister or even myself, and I'm going through a hard time, and it seems like, wow, it doesn't seem like God's really meeting me where I need needed to move. And I'm challenged, and I'll challenge you. When was the last time you spent quality time with God? When was the last time you put your trust in what you're experiencing or going through in Him? Or you just say a quick two-minute prayer and hope that Santa Claus answers? I know that this confidence 
that we have in God will not be shaken. This is what faith is. It's the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Let me say that again. The confidence in what we hope for. What are you hoping when you cry out to Jesus? What are you hoping for? What are the deep longings? Where is your life at? Where do you want to go? How is the Bible defining that? Or are you defining that? What are you hoping for? And it's the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. The assurance, you guys. I see God moving. You see, Jesus gave this cool illustration about the wind. The wind, I've seen the wind in the distance. And didn't feel it, but I've seen it. I'm not saying I've seen, seen the wind. You can't see the wind. But I saw its effects. I saw it moving things. Even when I didn't feel it. But there are moments where I felt it personally. And Jesus said, said that's how the Spirit moves. You know it's there because you see me moving. He moves. He's faithful. He's the one who cries out. I've known so many friends that came from another faith from all over the world and said they cried out. In fact, we have a brother here, man. Oh, his dad had this great testimony crying out to the ones he put his faith in. Nothing answered until he remembered this name, Jesus. And he was met right there, healed on the spot. Whoa! That's crazy! Someone is listening? Yes, God is listening and he's waiting for you. God has a track record to be trusted. It's not generation to generation of blind faith following some deity. No, each generation has rebelled against God and wholeheartedly sought to disprove him or shut him down. And those that did, sincerely trying to shut him down, seeking to like, who is this God? I want to tear, deconstruct him. They, all of them were faced not all of them. Most of them who really got in the word and started using the word to disprove the word, they were they encountered a real living God. Those that were doing this, they faced an awesome God. And they had to make a decision. Do I yield to this awesome God? Or do I not? And that's our history. That's our story. I rebelled against him. I definitely questioned things. Oh, I love questioning. I challenge people. And it's great. I challenge God too. And he met every question with love and truth. Generation to generation, they have questioned, tested, poked, and prodded God only to find a personal need for God to forgive and love them. So this morning, wisdom is saying our only hope that makes sense as you trust your future to someone is God. Don't be foolish and say that someone is you. No, everyone will yield to one of two masters. You will yield to your flesh, your sin, or you'll yield to God. That's a truth. That's an ancient truth. That's not even a Christian truth. That, it is. It was before this truth. But this philosophy goes all the way back to the Greek days. The Greeks knew you didn't even have a choice for your life. You're a slave to your own desires. And until you're like, God, I want to serve you for my future because my selfish, self-centered desires that are being fed by an enemy to destroy all my desires, all my self-centeredness, all my identity will lead me to death. God, I need a new identity. I need a new place to put my faith. 
Because there's nothing in me and there's no one out there that I can trust to lead me to life. For my own life, for my marriage, for my family, for my provision. God has a track record to be trusted. My life has been changed trusting God. And I have found life and life more abundant. That's what Jesus said. He said, I've come to give life and life more abundant. Today I'm speaking to the men and women who with all wisdom cannot put their identity and future in the hands of a degree, a profession, a skill, a sport, a sexual relationship, the possessions you have or you don't have, your own abilities or inabilities. Today wisdom cries out to put your trust and identity in God and be eternally identified as the courageous men and women who have found love and put their faith in God. To be among the heroes of faith. To be a light that shines bright in their generation. The adventure begins, you guys. Everybody say with me. The adventure begins. The, the adventure, adventure begins. begins. The adventure begins. The adventure begins. Yes, we've got an awesome, fun sticker. It says the adventure begins. Look at that. There's a little swag. Well, no. The adventure begins, you guys. Last year, we went through the book of Luke. And uh, it was an incredible time, and Jesus ended with this cool commission for those that follow him. He said, go, make disciples of every nation, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything I've commanded you. And when you go, I'll be with you. This year, we're going through the book of Acts. This adventure of young men and women, young people who set out trusting in Jesus. Now, there were all ages, but the majority of them were young people. The disciples, the oldest one was Peter, and they said he was about 20, maybe 22. That's, that was, he was the only one with a wife. You were given a wife at 18 years old. These other guys even left their parents, you know, like left right off the job after, while being trained with their parents. These were young men and women trusting God to change the world. Ambitious. I mean, not all of them were that. They had like Barnabas and stuff like that. that we'll read in Acts. But the majority of them were young people who wanted to see change. Are you ready to learn about this walk with God? What it looks like in your own relationship with God and not the relationship you, that God had with your parents? Are you ready to see what God has in store for your life? I'm calling you to a life of bravery today calling you to a life of bravery today. What's your biggest fear in life? What are you ready to pay the cost for? See, the Bible says, Jesus said, count the cost of following anybody. There's a cost to everything. There's a cost to everything. What are you willing to lay, say, my life has a cost, it has value, and I'm going to put it on the table for this. If you counted the cost and said yes to following Jesus, to see everything he has in store for you unfold, how would that eliminate your fear when you say God has it? Do you believe he loves you? Do you believe that perfect love will cast out fear? I still get timid. I still get afraid. Like, I mean, I, I'm a, I used to be an adrenaline junkie, and now I'm a faith junkie. I love, I love, like, getting on the edge of a cliff. I think the tallest cliff I was on was uh, an 80-foot cliff. 
And I just remember being up there, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want down. But the only way down was to like crawl back down, and that couldn't happen. I didn't have any ropes or anything like that. I had to jump. And man, it was a life-changing moment. Like, memorable to this day. I lived through it. <laughs> I lived. God will have you live, all right? These faith heroes counted the cost. They paid the cost and were willing to pay the cost that looked so brave to some, but preposterous to others. Are you willing to be called a fool for Christ this year? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Are you willing? Jesus is bravery. Salvation sets you free to be brave. He is our confidence. Trust Jesus. Your faith in Christ to walk boldly in love all the days of your life. Don't let this love be partially courageous or partially fearful. It is complete. His love completely destroys fear. Don't be partially brave. Oh, I'm going to kind of trust Jesus. Go all in. Be that person that learns to swim when they're thrown in the deep end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to get there as fast as possible see if this works or doesn't work, right? You've got a safety net. People will pull you out. Be like, I'm drowning. Nothing's happening. But God will meet you right where you're at. Trust me. I went after Carrie. Where's my babylicious babe of a wife? She saw She didn't splash. She didn't splash. Check it out. When I went after that, I was all in. It's like, you know what? It's either happening or it's not happening. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting feedback or I'm not getting feedback. I'm going to get shut down, right? Or she's going to totally be all into this, you know. So, <laughs> thankfully she was. You guys, go all in. Don't be partially brave. Be defined to be brave in that moment. And see where God takes you. Okay, I want to challenge you with four things as we close out. Uh, as we're ready to close out. Four different things. Alright, I want to challenge you to mark today and the rest of this semester with bravery. First of all, if you have not said yes to trusting in Jesus, I want to ask you what's holding you back to take that courageous step today. Fill it with faith, hope. Trust God with your life or life and life more abundant. If you haven't made that decision, you're like here, kind of like, what is this all about? What do these people look like? And is this what I want? You're here for a reason. I pray God's speaking because no words that I say are going to touch your heart. It's got to be God. And I don't want you to say yes to anything else. Be brave and say yes today. Number two, connect with one of these ministry groups. Be brave. Any one of them is a win. Be brave and meet somebody new. It could be so like on campus. I've seen so many new students like just kind of looking around like, where am I? What am I doing? Who should I talk to? All that stuff. I'm telling you. We got some amazing campus ministries. Just walk in there and be like, I'm new. People will rush to you. They'll love you. I mean, you don't have to pay a dime. Okay? They really do. They want to just know you whether you come or go. We know the love of God and He loved us whether we came or went. We'll feed you whether you come or go. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just, that's just the way Jesus loves. Any one of these ministries would love to get to know you. And whether you stay or you go, you'll have a long friend that you give a shout out to on campus. 
Be brave. Meet somebody. Third point to be brave this week and this semester is once you get into that group, here's the, here's the hard line. Here, here's the line. For some of you, it ain't that hard, but for a lot of people, it is. And that is be open with somebody. Be a little vulnerable. Go up to a, a leader, not just anybody. Don't air your dirty laundry just to anybody. Mercy. This ain't Facebook, all right? I'm talking, find somebody that's really connecting with you and say, hey, man, I'm, this is where I'm at with God. And I'm looking to do that. Share a little bit. Don't be timid. I know you're like respectful and want to listen and stuff, but really open up to somebody about your walk with God, your struggles. What's your hopes and your dreams? We want to celebrate with you. These campus ministries want to come alongside you and, and let you know that you're family. So share with somebody those things. Make a friend in the group, a lifelong one. Number four, here's, here's, here's the big boy, all right? Buckle up, buckle up, all right? Because most people are going to be like, I'm never coming back here if he's challenging me with this. I want you to share Jesus with somebody this week. How are you going to share Jesus with somebody this week? It's first week, you guys. Classes are starting, all this stuff. If you don't know how to do this, and you're like, I'm up for this challenge, I just have no clue how to do it. I, to this day, don't know how to make coffee, all right? I need somebody to show me. If someone says, Josh, I challenge you to go make coffee, I have to have someone show me, okay? <laughs> I buy my coffee from a store. <laughs> Don't be prideful and just skip over it if you don't know how to do it. Get with somebody. There's all kinds of awesome ways to share Jesus. I remember in class, like, hey, man, nice to meet you, all this stuff. Where have you been hanging? And the person would ask me, where, where, where were you? I was like, well, I went to church this Sunday. Don't eliminate God from your schedule when you talk to somebody. Have you ever done that? Where you're just like... I'm, I, you just finished reading your Bible, and you're like, man, God, that was so amazing. And then you're in the cafeteria or something like that. They're like, what have you been up to today? Nothing, bro. <laughs> Nothing. Whoa. What would you do this weekend? And you're like, you just had this amazing time with Church Ohana, and you're playing games, or you went to King's Island, or something like that. You know, you just had this awesome time. And they're like, what would you do this weekend? Not a lot. Don't hide God. Share it with somebody. Be bold. It's something that simple. Yeah, I went to church and, man, I was challenged with these three things. It was pretty awesome just to experience God's love already on this campus. Something that simple, right? All the cafeteria ladies and guys, man, I love saying, hey, God loves you. I love telling that to, like, in the hangar and <laughs> the, the union. Man, and some of those, those, some of those guys really appreciate it. They're like, wow, I need to hear that today. That's your fourth challenge. One act of bravery can become a signpost for an entire nation, an entire generation. Your bravery can spur on the courage of another person. When you're brave and he sees that, he's like, I can be brave. Then he sees you and then he's like, I can be brave. Then he sees you and she sees you and then she sees you. And it's like this catalyst of bravery, whoa. Be brave. Be known to be associated with these synonyms. Valor. Valor. Mm. Fearlessness. Intrepid. 
nerve, daring, audacity, boldness, dauntlessness, or stout-heartedness, heroism, gallantry, backbone, spine. You got spirit. You got spunk. You got gutsiness. You got strength. Come on. You got grit. You got grit. I was in the military. I used to love to hear from my commanding officers. Ortega, I had one first sergeant always say, hey, young Ortega, yes, yes, first sergeant. You got grit, son. That just meant the world to me. Not everybody has grit. Be a, a man or a woman grit. It's hard, but are you willing to take the first step into a journey of bravery? All right, so as the band comes up, I really want to uh, encourage you that if you are taking that first step to trust God with your life, if you're tired of trying to make it work out while knowing it just won't get any better than this, have you come into that brick wall yet? It just won't get any better. I'm making the same mistakes that my parents did. I'm making the same mistakes that my friends are. Is this my life set before me? Where's the hope? And maybe your parents did great. Maybe they were amazing. But in the Bible, you're supposed to take it one step further than your parents. How are you going to do that? Especially if you have some really awesome parents. Hello. You know what I'm saying? You got to trust God to take that extra step. If you're here and you're in need for God and God's love for you today, I want you to say yes in your heart right now and boldly, boldly. So say yes right now and then courageously and boldly come up and tell somebody after today, after service. It takes courage, you guys. Some people raise their hands. I'm not doing that right now. I want you to courageously go talk to one of the leaders that you see. We would love to come alongside you and show you now what it looks like to mature and really like just show you some things. We're not telling you what to do. We're suggesting some things to grow in this. Right? It's got to be your choice. We would love to celebrate with you and talk about your decision.